Chapter 13 After the explosion occurred, Wilson and Hockley looked at each other since it didn't sound like it. Instantly, a guard came out of the barracks with no equipment. He was, he was walking towards the hydrogen plant unexpected, but it seemed he didn't perceive anything and returned in. The gunner's eye thought that the guard dismissed the thud and that they should probably leave, but suddenly the guard went out again. This time he was equipped with a helmet, rifle, and a flashlight. As the, as the guard started looking, Paulson aims at the man as he searches. Paulson didn't fire until the guard pointed at them, but almost the guard found Hugley and Paulson, he stepped away. A couple of minutes after, both of them ran away towards the railway gate. There, they encountered Kedra Stop and Halbert. He was informed that the demolition team had already left. As they went out, they made sure their escape was made correctly. Even if it took them longer, it can make a difference. As they left, the alarm was activated. The, the manhunt could start at any moment. They hurried to leave and walk as fast as they could so they could, so they could arrive at the gorge. Rinenbach evaluated his escape options and noticed that they had a head start, but it wasn't known for how long. As soon as they got across the, the Mona River, they saw how the Germans had found their escape route. They had to move faster. Of Larsen, the replacement engineer after Dummerbrand disappeared, had finished a bridge game when the explosion occurred. When he arrived at the at the hydrogen plant, Oliver Inverstein explained to him that three men speaking normal, speaking normal Norwegian entered the plant and exploded it. Larsen inspected everything and saw that everything was blown up. The heavy water cells, the electric system, and the sealed jacket cells. He concluded that whoever the saboteurs were, they knew what and how to do it. As the gunner side men saw that the coast was clear, they ran across the road and quickly hid as another truck was coming over. They reached their supply depot and changed into their camouflage suits with their equipment. They squid briefly until they reached the rice road and started ascending to the villa. It was hard due to the weaponry, but they managed to by helping each other. When they got to the top, they rested and celebrated a little, since they still can be since they can still be spotted. They never thought of completing in the thought of completing in one piece the mission, even more with no killing with no killing no one or using a grenade. After the rest, Halberg, Halberg headed to the cabin in Fulvalen for his clothes and passport. He planned to join them at Janspool. The other eight went to Paulson's brother in law cabin, but there were fierce winds that struck them. After some fight, the cabin was spotted and entered. They kept awake for a toast with whiskey. With the storm outside, no one would dare to look to look for them. So they slept for almost 18 hours straight. The next night, they went to Feather, where they stayed for 36 hours with the storm. When the winds calmed, all headed towards Lake Skriken, but Runenbach left a message to Havilland, which stated, her concentration plant destroyed. All present, no fighting. At Jansbrook, the gunners side were ready to depart on their own. All of them were planning to go to England through the Swedish border 
I said, Hockley, could you stop and pose them? The first two were going to the south for organizing resistance cells, while the last was going towards Old Lotus to see her sister. Paulson and Halbach had a plan to meet at the Capitol in a week for hiding out until Bemok searches ceased. Before departure, Hockley said to remember, give our best regards to Colonel Wilson and trust that. Tell them we shall manage whatever happens. Next was Paulson to live with with some with common clothes. Before leaving, he said to good your stop. Goodbye and good luck. If we don't meet sooner, we will meet after the war. For finally departing.